Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. like how I always am like we're ready to go and then I take a big sip of water you do every single <laughs> time you hit record and then you I get nervous <laughs> what are you nervous I about? used to when I uh was acting I used to before I would go on stage I would have like a huge fucking glass of water right in the wings and I would always take like a big slug before it's like I don't know something happens it's like cotton mouth but it's from a different cause it's not the weed it's the nerves yeah well it's all tied together mm-hmm. hmm Okay. How weird that your saliva betrays you. That's like the first sign of anxiety is, <laughs> yeah. is, is your saliva like running away. Yeah. That's wild. It is wild. I've been listening to my saliva a lot lately too because I'm doing <laughs> meditations and like when you sit, you just listen to everything inside and outside your body and in the room and in the world and you can hear your body like, you know, well, it's like that joke you have. What's your... Uh, well, I don't want to like I don't want to start doing stand up on here, but like is that the best way to meditate cuz I'm trying to do it a little more is to just be present and hear all like even though you might You can hear your body making, making saliva and any other yeah. Like you just listen like the crazy thing is that I realized uh my teacher in theater school was actually teaching us how to meditate cuz we used to do this exercise where you would lie on the floor and you would listen to your breath, and then you would listen to the sounds in the room, and then you would listen to the sounds outside, and then he would bring you back in and you'd listen to the room again, and then yourself. That's honestly the, the beginnings of it. You Whoa. just listen to what's happening in the moment, because the crazy thing is, and this is so elementary, but I just kind of realized it when I took this mindfulness class from my friend Dorit, shout out Dorit at Kindfulness, that sound is the only thing that happens in the moment that you can, like it's not happening in the past or in the future. Thoughts can happen, you know, you're remembering or you're projecting into the future, you know, memories or anticipation, all that kind of stuff, the virtual reality inside your head. But if you anchor yourself to a sound, that's absolutely in the moment. Wow. Mind blown. <laughs> One minute in, should, is this the up? Should we drop? Yeah. We're, let's get out of here. Wow. Yeah. Sound is the only thing in the moment. Not the only thing. I mean, there's also sensation, you know, like. What's yeah, but happening? even that has to travel from my tip to brain. Well, sound, sound travels too. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, okay. But the, I don't want to like get into the semantics of like which <laughs> which are present, which are. But the the idea of like sound grounding myself is really cool. Yeah, that's a way to just make sure that you're in the present. Like if you relax into the awareness of the sound that's happening inside your body, in the room that you're in, outside the room that you're in. That can help you just be in the moment. That makes me think about how social media is the most triggering but most addictive thing in the world because it's so out of control and there is no present. Because you're seeing things from 11 hours ago, you're seeing things now, you're seeing news, and it's just this barrage that feels in the moment. But mm-hmm. really, it's just chaos from before, during, and after, which is why your brain gets so scrambled. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Huh. And yeah. Yep, I don't even have anything to add to that. And I was like, and? Well, it's okay. Honestly, it was my subconscious being like, you should say something smart. (laughs) Make sure you are also here. (laughs) Well, now you across from him say something too. And then then Mike say something. And then Mary Jane say something. And that's what this podcast is. (laughs) What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? Ooh, hot beginning. This is fun. (laughs) Welcome to Weed and Grub, everyone. This is a podcast about comedy, cooking, culture, uh, cannabis, 
calling shit out and uh, calming down. Mindfulness, meditation, breathing. Yeah, all that shit. Wild. Yeah. Well, we have something we kind of needed to talk about at the top of this episode because we are trying to go back to South by Southwest for the first time, if that makes sense. Right. We were supposed to go to South by... We were kind of like on the way, I feel like. I mean, we were like loading up the car almost. It was truly, I think, three days before. Yeah. Yeah, In March, uh, before COVID really shut everything down. And so we have reapplied to take the same panel with our guests, Laganja Stranja and Open Mike Eagle, to South by 2021, which will be a virtual event. And our panel is in Panel Picker right now. And it needs your vote to get us back into the fest. Please. Go to our Instagram at Weed and Grub, click on our link tree, click on the very first thing that says panel picker vote here and vote for us. And if you can do that, thank you so much. If you want to share one of our posts and be like, y'all, you should vote for them. They have a lot to say. Our panel is art, entertainment, and social justice awareness, which kind of encapsulates everything that is important to us, which is why we were so stoked to spread the message across the globe at South by last year, and hopefully we can this year. Yeah, we want to talk about how um, weed culture is brought to the mainstream by artists and how artists are so important in illuminating the counterculture and things that people don't understand and making everything sort of not only uh, educational and informative, but also fucking fun. Yeah. And weed should be fun. Weed is fun. It's also obviously incredibly beneficial and medicinal and all of the other important things and a huge social justice fucking... Uh, moment is happening right now where we are trying to get everyone out of prison for something that people are profiting off of. All of that stuff is so fucking important. And also weed is something that we love because it elevates your consciousness and makes you feel great. Exactly. And as somebody who on a personal tip is anti any corporation just on principle before I actually think about it, <laughs> uh, seeing the corporatization of cannabis happening and the, uh, I'm going to say abuse of culture Mm-hmm. and people who have put their heart and soul into it for their entire lives for some company's bottom line to come take that away and then tout it as their own is not okay. So this is also some some part for me where I can just be like, yo, here is why the culture should be combining with the corporatization and everyone should be working together instead of, you know, at ends like there's room for everyone but to get there we have to communicate yeah and those fucking corporations have loved fucking ignoring our messaging for fucking decades now and being all fucking pro-drug war and fucking funding the thing that sent you know hundreds of thousands of people to jail so fuck those people like let's be on board with the artists and let's be on board with the fact that uh fucking i had a point and then i just totally lost it i was gonna get all up on my soapbox about it but anyway yeah well we our panel's not gonna be us high horsing it around like we're not gonna stand up there and be like and another thing like we have a really great panel set up and with somebody like laganja and with somebody like open mike eagle sharing their talent their own experiences and how great they are at their own art forms Mm -hmm. um hopefully we are going to deliver a like an hour of entertainment that yeah. also is educational. That's yeah. really the goal. And how uh, Open Mic and Laganja and you and I, we all fold weed into everything we do. We are not about, you know, solely about cannabis. Obviously, we're all talking about it because we love it. But like, that's a cornerstone for the rest of the shit that we do as performers, as entertainers, as people who are just, you know, talking out loud about the shit we love to do that is, you know, above and beyond just our love for the plant. A hundred percent. One more thing and yeah. then we can move on. Okay. We talk about it all the time, but the one of the biggest mistakes I feel like corporations make is that they focus on the weed instead of focusing on people. Mm-hmm. And when you remove 
people from the equation, it is flat, uninteresting, and uh, nonsense. That's, so, thank you. you. You're just reminding me of my point. Is it okay if I say it? Th- that yeah, I was, of course, that I just please. forgot a minute ago. It was yeah. just that, like, there's there's a company that I'm writing about right now. Part of their fucking mandate as a corporation was to quote unquote veer away from stoner culture, and it was so infuriating to read that in their press release. Because why the fuck do you think you have anything to fucking profit from in the first place? Fuck you. Like as a company to come in and actually tell generations of people who have created this cannabis culture that you're now profiting off of to say that you want to veer away from that and that you know fucking better. And I also talked to another guy who fucking runs a magazine and he was talking about how like winners of high times cannabis cups actually don't know what they're doing as growers and they need to talk to real farmers that kind of stuff like I literally like I feel hot in my chest right now about it because there are all of these companies who are trying to tell this entire fucking economy how to fucking run something that they made legal in the first place so yes yeah, sorry I just wanted to say that really That's quickly it. like someone coming in and being like, we want to veer away from this stoner culture. I understand maybe you want to bust a stereotype and be like, yeah, we're not all like high on beanbags wearing tie-dye necessarily. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I fucking love that whole segment of the weed community, but um, fuck you. Yep. <laughs> That's what we should have titled the, you know, if we get if we get picked again, we should just call it, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we'd get very far. I don't think so either. Man, yeah, check it out. I, I don't even think it's in our link tree. I think it's just directly in our bio. I, I updated it, it and added it oh, to did. the link tree. Sorry, you better believe that. it. Oh, right. I'm on I'm on the P's, the Q's, the I's, the T's. I'm crossing and dotting and You're swirling. Crossing Q's and dotting P's. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> Great. We did it. Cool. Yeah, vote for us, please. Um, What's next on our... Oh, my God. I remember now. What? Speaking of... Exciting plugs. Oh, my fence eclair? You got a fence. You got fancy clairs. I listen. I live in this amazing little bubble right now. I'm so fucking fortunate because I have this little outdoor space. I have a tiny house. I feel very sort of like safe. You, you're the witch. I am oh. like a witch in a tiny house with a dog and a cat. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, have a wonderful neighbor, Joanna, who occasionally will just like give me bounty over the fence. We have a fence in the backyard and we can actually like just reach a plate across. I didn't even see her this last time because the hedge is so overgrown that a hand just came out of the bottle brush bush. Like the thing? Like thing from Adam's family? No, not at all because it wasn't scary. Well, I guess thing is like a good, you know, like thing does good stuff. This, yeah, I mean, no, I don't want to call Joanna a thing. This was um, more like a... uh, The giving tree. Oh, I never read that. Um, the tree from Lord of the Rings. No, not an end. I don't know what it was. It wasn't like the thing. It was just Joanna and her hand. (laughs) (laughs) But she texted me first and she said, uh, I just need you to come out to the backyard and I'm going to hand you something over the fence. And she gave me a plate and it was full of fresh homemade eclairs. I got fence eclairs. That's amazing. Homemade, uh, a homemade eclair. How does Mm -hmm. that, how does that strike you? It was a pastry that was filled with, like, piped in fresh whipped cream and then covered in homemade ganache. And they were, like, perfectly, like, the puff kind of exploded in your mouth and then the cream. I mean, there's nothing like an eclair. Everyone's had one. I don't need to describe it. But th- she nailed it. She nailed it. Also, I was high when I received them, and I, um, I ate them kind of like I eat a burrito. It was a one and done, <laughs> which ties in with the, later on in this episode. Totally. We'll get to it. Yeah. Yeah. You just suck that cream, huh? Yep. I did a one and done. Archie and Bobo were like, do we get any? And I was like, nope. 
That's uh, Maya Claire. Wow, shout out to her. What yeah. a cool surprise. Thank you, Joanna. Yeah. Fucking delicious. Good neighbors. Man, yes. a surprise good neighbor is like something. Living in an apartment complex, I wonder where, what kind of place our listeners live in because growing up in the suburbs uh-huh. or growing up in this uh, growing up in this apartment or being in an apartment <laughs> complex um you really got to make the effort to make a new friend yeah and so i just never do yeah and i am curious who out there COVID aside has a community that they live in like a real community where people are knocking on doors and sharing chili recipes and things oh, like that isn't that great when there was a time right when i moved to montreal there was a friend of mine who lived in a, a building where they had the fire escape out back and then a courtyard and then across the way there was another building with the, that fire escape and they used to have like those parties that you see in the movies where people would like come down the fire escapes into the courtyard bearing bowls and baguettes and wine and have like steamed mussels and there would be 20 people and they'd all be smoking and cigarettes and they were all like super hot it was fucking oh, crazy that's amazing. a block party yeah it was beautiful that was one of my best like neighbory times where i was like oh yeah you just like all kind of bring what you have and you gather in a central location that what a me, dream yeah really really think about how lucky i was to have that well now you <laughs> have fancy clairs what are you talking about yeah, now like, you have fancy clairs. Like, exactly. things are working out things are working out yeah Ooh, what would be my dream fence food mm. to get that would be i love any clear too because it's so unexpected it's, it's supposed to what's expected over a fence <laughs> <laughs> like a joint and a cookie yeah okay you can see that or like a birthday slice of pizza. cake sure. yeah 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 something like that Very but cheap. it'd be clear yeah Oh man, what would be what would be like a fun like steak fence oh. fence steak fence steak? I we would made too a, many steaks. I would take a fence fish and chips anytime. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe that's the way pop ups are gonna go from now on. Is it's like a cubicle format where everything is over the fence. Yeah, and that's how pop ups work. So like fence eclairs is not only a great name for a pop up, <laughs> but it's also a safe way to deliver your treats to the populace yeah do you think there's going to be a world in which we all i mean like have you seen people who are like wearing their own social distance sort of equipment oh i'm sorry i gotta interrupt for a second oh what but we need to start utilizing glory holes for more nope opportunities <laughs> because it is a perfect delivery system for many different items not just sexual okay any claire I don't want a glory holy claire i want a fence claire. <laughs> thank you <laughs> i'm regretting interrupting you so much <laughs> So much. Maybe you want a glory, Holy Claire? <laughs> I would like mine over the fence on a plate. Uh, thank you. <laughs> the way I received mine was you, perfect. You walk into your backyard and you see me on my knees and you're like, Glazer, what are you doing? And I'm like, turn around, there's an eclair in my mouth. No more glory, Holy Claire's. Glazer, stop. God, you got a problem. <laughs> I was going to say, have you seen people walking around or not? I mean, I haven't seen them out in the world, but I've seen them on social media where like they're wearing their own social distancing equipment. Like there was a guy who I saw who just had like suspenders and a hula hoop. I did see him. And he was like knocking into tables and people like an asshole. Like he looked like Saturn. Yeah. I just saw a really great one of, I mean, it was really a performance, but it was someone who was in an inflatable My Little Pony costume and high heels, just doing like the most elaborate fucking high kicks dances down the street. Just like, fuck it. Get out there. Be crazy. Wear something large. Take your space. Right now is the time to fucking do it. Fuck yeah, it is. You're making my brain go bananas because (laughs) I've been thinking a lot about hazmat suits Uh and how they will become fashion. Mm Mm-hmm. 
there will be Gucci hazmat. Have you seen Reggie Watts on his IG and the fucking um, suit that he has, like the air exchange suit? Yeah, it looks like a um, total total recall. Yeah, total yeah. recall. It looks like a total recall <laughs> space helmet for oxygen. Yeah, he's been demoing it. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah, like half of the, like some of us are going to wear those raptor, inflatable raptor costumes. Otherwise, oh. other people are going to be wearing like furry hazmat suits. And, yeah. Everybody has a fishbowl on their head. I would definitely get a giant inflatable something right now and wear it around. Yeah, for Absolutely. sure. Now is the time to wear giant shit. Yeah. And then give people, you know, like hand people eclairs from far away. You know what we all need? We all need giant costumes and grabby sticks. Oh my God. <laughs> and those like little robot, have you seen the delivery robots around West Hollywood? Totally. So I would travel with like a delivery robot so I could like program it to open and then someone could reach into that with their grabby stick you know there's a whole world in which we can all so still go outside so kind of. my my grabby stick inflatable costume what's the situation combo? yeah is an inflatable bigfoot costume okay and uh, one of those grabby sticks mm-hmm. and on the end of it is like like seasoned waffle fries to oh, hand to everybody so messy so so i would yeah but i would be like a i would be a big inflatable bigfoot handing out waffle fries to friends oh i like that so much are the waffle fries in a paper boat no just a loose waffle just fries. loose just, just loose ass waffle fries yeah look if i can whip one into your mouth how fun is that across the way is there a condiment involved you like following you got it up a lot a... of notes for somebody getting free waffle fries. You I just want to like... know: Are you following it up with a squirt? Are you flinging it and then squirting something? I need to know. Yeah, I'll I'll fill a super soaker with malt vinegar. Great. And so I flip the waffle fry from my Bigfoot costume. You catch it in your mouth, and then I fucking tag it with a two pump malt vinegar squirt. Holy shit, that's hot. <laughs> I love this. That's it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. This is a very stoned conversation yeah. and I love it. <laughs> My inflatable outfit is, uh, I would love to be like a, a, an emu or an ostrich. Fun. Like a lot, you know, so you wear it around your whole body and then the head could actually be the grabby stick, you know? Ooh. Okay. Yeah. 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 You know, so I'm just like standing up in the middle and then I have like either a robotic or grabby stick programmed head that could then grab things from your plate. And I would do, um, my food that I would have to offer. Cause this would be a great burning man art project. Honestly, I would do profiteroles. <gasps> what is that? They're tiny eclairs. Oh, like those cream puff bitches. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm just so inspired by Joanna's fence eclairs. But the profiteroles, instead of cream, they're ice cream usually. So it's the puff pastry with uh, ice cream and then ganache. And you can get like, you know, an assortment of flavors. So good. Mm-hmm. What a banana duo we would be walking down the street. <laughs> Want a profiterole? Look out! <laughs> you hit him with some malt vinegar. What just happened? I think that emu whipped something at you. <laughs> Where? The one by Bigfoot? Yeah, I think though, that one. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> fucking Pentaclair is fucking great. You want to get to the news? I do want to get to the news. Holy shit, it's so fucking crazy Speaking this week. Speaking of crazy shit? Crazy fucking shit. You guys, this week's news story, the Grubla Gazette, coming to you from MaryJane.com, Snoop Dogg's uh, Mary Jane, kind of about Snoop. So the Trump uh, administration, there's a fucking dude who's uh, the head of the uh, health services um committee and his name is Michael Caputo and he um, recently had to report in uh, an investigation that he had actually been keeping something called the PSA celebrity tracker 
which was basically a document that was keeping tabs on celebs who support drug policy reform and other liberal ideas. Straight up McCarthyism yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. So basically, the Caputo's team wanted to create this ad campaign called "The President uh, Helping the President Will Help the Country" to celebrate like how great Trump was doing at promoting fucking safety during the coronavirus pandemic. Okay, so it's spin using celebrity culture to spin. It's fucking propaganda. Propaganda, yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight up. And then grabbing information about celebrities to possibly <laughs> use in. Like, for for that for that campaign, yeah, like okay. which of these celebrities are going to be enough, like on our side enough that we could actually invite them to take part in this fucking PSA Whoa. called "Helping the President Will Help the Country." So they got a list of three hundred uh, celebs, including a bunch of pro weed advocates like Seth Rogen, um, Snoop, Snoop, obviously Aquafina, uh, fucking Jack Black, a bunch of people, and they have like so the document I have it pulled up here. It's so fucking crazy. It's How did you get the document? Mary Jane published it because it was actually released in this investigation by the House Oversight Committee. Oh my gosh. It's public fucking knowledge. We can actually drop it in the show notes. Okay. It's a fascinating read. And it's just a Google spreadsheet that's not even very well formatted. Of course it's not. <laughs> of course it's not. Right? And the first column is the celebrity name. And then there's a spot for the their answer, whether they said yes or no or pending. As in to support Trump. To support this PSA campaign. Okay. And then there are, like, there's a space for notes, and then there's a space where it says what their demographic is. So, for instance, for like, um, uh, oh, Dan Aykroyd, for instance. Dan Aykroyd, he, <laughs> the notes say, Canadian, uh, self-identified spiritualist, some controversial comments related to President Trump's supporters. And then his demographic is Canadians. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and the general public. So... This is somebody who had homework, waited till the last minute, and then phoned it in. Like, so much fucking bullshit from yet another, you know, numb nuts in this fucking administration. Yeah. Caputo. Fucking suck a dick. So, the notes for Snoop Dogg say, uh, controversial political comments during elections, critical of President Trump, arrested in 1993 related to driving vehicle related to murder, which was the charge that Snoop was exonerated of, actually. Mm-hmm. Of um, course. Right? So, you know, and then Seth Rogen's notes say, describes himself as left wing, has been outspoken about marijuana legalization. Just this whole, it's... It's nonsense. Also, it's the nonsense I- and it's fucking dangerous. You know, like, I mean, there have been so many occasions of the government keeping tabs on people who support weed. Of course, like all the, the Beatles were all on the fucking FBI watch list. And, you know, like. Have you watched the Snowden Netflix movie with um, directed by Oliver Stone and starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Tell me about it. OK, it is it is like this is so tied into that. I watched Snowden, I think, around like two in the morning, took a dab out of the Puffco Pro, and it was harrowing. It's harrowing. Uh-huh. He's a, he is an, it, according to this movie, and, you know, the beginning of the movie has that disclaimer that's kind of based on events. So mm-hmm. it is certainly like within the realm while mm-hmm. making sure it's movie entertainment. And they just tapped into every phone, every service, every Gmail, every Facebook. They just have you on fucking lock and can pull any data from you at any time and then pull data from somebody else that has to do with you and then use that for blackmail and to move you around and move countries around. And they were using, I'm talking fast, but it's a lot to get through. Um, And they were using cell phones in countries and tracking that cell phone with a drone to have accurate bomb drops. So what you're talking about with a 
I'm going to call it a dossier because I don't know what else to call it <laughs> sure. because it's definitely not. Well, There's this no is like the real preschool version. This is like the Google yeah. sheets about people who like to smoke weed, but yeah. totally it's all within the same. But it, yeah, it's like kids who want to, instead of play cops and robbers, play like political. Do you want to, you want to play governor? <laughs> you want to play president? That's what that fucking bullshit thing feels like but they're gathering this information and who knows how they're gathering it and that's what snowden is about and that's what this sounds like to me well i think the hilarious thing about this is that they're so fucking incompetent that they gathered this with the googles like it's just there's no information in here that's actually intel it's just like what did zach galifianakis say about weed oh he refused to host president trump on between two ferns so he's mad about it (laughs) like that literally is the note really yeah refused to host president trump on his talk show <laughs> so Galifianakis is uh, blacklisted from being a part of this celebrity PSA to support uh, Trump's absolute fucking inaction and gross fucking incompetency with the coronavirus pandemic. So really cool, cool. guys. Also, cool. it's it's half boo hoo hoo, but it's also half like a mean girls list that Trump is making of all of his enemies for any reason that he can find. <laughs> right. These people who like weed don't like me. And sadly, there are a bunch of people who do like weed who also supported him. So yeah, well maybe we'll talk about that another time. The, sure. uh, the, the, um, the people who support Trump who are, Pro-weed and pro-Trump. Pro-weed and pro-Trump. Very interesting. I would like to note, just before we wrap up this story, that Sandra Oh, fellow Canadian, was one of the few celebs on here who was noted as having just straight up declined. Fucking Like, there's a lot of pending answer. Like, they just didn't get, like, obviously Cardi B and Beyonce were like, fuck no, I'm I'm not going to answer you. Yeah. But Sandra Oh was like, uh, no. (laughs) Fucking right. And Trevor Noah, too. Hell yes. Good. And Lil Wayne and 50 Cent were both like, "Uh, today? Can we do it today? Can we show up? Oh, and Britney Spears also declined. Mm-hmm. Good. Fucking yeah. So oh, man, that's, that's crazy. The fucking, yeah, it's a crazy story. The whole thing is reported on MaryJane.com, and we will post a link to the PSA Celebrity Tracker Google Sheet in the show notes because it's just a fun read when you're high. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, to see a celebrity's name and to see all of the um, loose information <laughs> that the Trump campaign has on them. I would like to be on a list like that someday. You yeah. know what? Yeah, I'd love to be on a, a, like a you know enemy of the state list where it's like she likes mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> we can't have her advertise drug you know anti drug war propaganda for our fucking bad administration. Hell yeah, 72 point font, the word no. (laughs) What's up? Her name is Mary Jane. We think she might be a narc. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, that's uh, Grub Look Us Up. It's a really good news story. What else is popping? Um... uh I don't know. I was listening to a fucking podcast today that was making me crazy, and I wondered if you had noticed the same trend in any podcast that you're listening to of speech pattern stuff. Uh, I don't listen to the same podcast as you. I think we have very different tastes in in what we indulge in. I would be interested to know if any any of our listeners have noticed a trend in podcasts where you give the information and you're talking about the thing, and then you make your point. And then when you go on to talk about the subject that you're talking about and you introduce a new piece of information, you slow it down. And then when you ask me a question, I repeat that question as the form of an answer and then I break that down. Have you noticed this? I cannot <laughs> it believe it, yeah. makes me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do one. Let's um, do one. Can I do one with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll just ask you a question. Okay. Okay, cool. We are here today with um, cannabis enthusiast, culture writer, actor, comedian, and uh, just like a Jill of all trades, if I may, Mary Jane Gibson. <laughs> Mary Jane. Yes. Could you talk a little bit about 
what the state is of cannabis in California? Sure. I would love to talk about the state of cannabis in California, Mike, because it is a mess. (laughs) And if you really want to know about what's going on with Amendment 64, you could look to the Bureau of Cannabis Control. And then you could also really look to um, Cat Packer, who is LA's (laughs) czar of cannabis and is in charge of a lot of the regulations that oh, you need to i mean it's just yeah Jesus Christ. that was like a kind of a half-assed attempt because you put me on the spot and i got nervous now i have to sip my drink sip it away your saliva betrayed you <laughs> <laughs> when mm-hmm. your saliva's like gotta go i'm so nervous <laughs> i um those inflections and that like that uh ira glass npr they yes. the the affectation of each syllable to keep your ears engaged yeah. is such a trope that drives me crazy you're so right it does have its origins with ira glass he is the first one to do it on this american life who does it well you listen to that whitney cummings podcast she was fucking great and she actually does do it and she does it really well and the where the um crime podcast that i won't mention the name of the podcast that i was listening to because it truly did make me crazy and i I won't recommend it but was it it piss play piss play by furries who no, that's your podcast that you were listening to. Stop putting yourself on blast. <laughs> I'm pulling a Trump where I'm saying... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was it was it that dumb baby podcast that you like to listen to while you suck your thumb? Oh, wait. That's me. <laughs> no. But it was a crime podcast where it was like, you know, and they kind of... It's just so... I think what I really don't dig about it is that it's inorganic and it's just, you know, they kind of interrupt the flow. And they're like, now I need to make a point, so I'm going to slow it down. And I actually do totally dig it when they're getting through, like I was listening to Dr. Death, which is a Wondery podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Horrifying. And there are moments in it where they do have to slow it down so you can understand the medical information that is coming at you and also just the fucking gravity of the situation. I mean, dramatically, you do want to slow down your narrative when you're talking about something important. Yes. But there is this... It's pacing, like, pacing, pacing. Yeah, but it's like to me, it's like the podcast vocal fry. You know what I mean? It's like just this thing mm-hmm. that everybody's doing. Every every word has a period after it. Mm-hmm. That's the feel. Yeah, it's like you know when the, everyone started tweeting like the word clap hands word, you know. Yes. Or it was like just listen to me thing, and I was like, stop it! No, mm. no one likes that. I, it I make, respond to that. To tie it into comedy, my favorite comedians are people who have their own unique addictive inflection yes. that everybody else emulates. Like Dave Attell yeah. is timeless. Mitch Hedberg is timeless. Yes. There's so many, like for comedy, what you're talking about, to really become a master of it and to use language and bend every word to get the maximum squeeze yes. out of out of every bit is, is to me like just like mastery on the highest level. But everybody who comes after that and is duplicating Mm -hmm. that thing you're just like you're doing a tell you're just doing a tell like where is your distinct voice where is your distinct rhythm that is your own and so many people never get there they never find they never hone their own i am so fucking glad to live in la where i've seen so much good comedy and so many fucking great comics coming up especially on your show um i definitely though like i watched uh, chelsea handler's new special recently evolution Blew my fucking mind. If you haven't seen it, everyone should watch it. Yeah. And also, I was like, holy shit, I've seen like 10 young 
Chelsea's. Yes. And I didn't even really realize it. Like I know Sarah Silverman's work really well. And so, you know, like you can hear her whole thing really quickly. And I feel like less people try to emulate her because she's so, she's Her less... comedy's so unique. Everything she writes is so her. Yeah. But Chelsea has that really, like there's something about her that is, I don't know, people just really want to sort of like follow in her, uh, her rhythm. Yes. And I was like, oh my goodness, that's so interesting. Like I'm seeing the master right now and I've seen so many other people just try and do it it's yeah. it that's really wild so I can't wait to listen to podcasts now and be like everybody's doing <laughs> Hollywood handbook yeah yeah <laughs> everybody's doing let me tell you about this thing yeah oh, man well, do you have your own rhythm yet do you think you found your own self within this <laughs> yes absolutely I will tell you that one thing that I've noticed since you and I started doing this a fucking two plus years ago now is that when I was first listening back to our stuff and, you know, we'd record and then we'd listen back and we'd, you know, like we were so new to it. We would record like two hours to get 40 minutes out of an edit (laughs) because we were like, we don't know, but we want it to be as good as possible at this time. I think now what I naturally always try to remember is that you're more exciting to be in conversation with. Like I like being in conversation with you when we are animated in the room. Like when I'm actually having a great time talking to you, I'm gesticulating and I'm using my whole body and that that translates to my voice. And that's like an old theater school lesson that they used to teach us to do like audiobooks and voice work. Is that oh, you, wow. you know, when you're in the room, when you're in the recording studio, you actually use, you know, you're using the small of your back and your knees and every part of you to tell the story. And that will, you know, infect, <laughs> bad word to use nowadays, it will inform your voice. And I think that that's something that I've really uh, learned and honed a little bit over this time of recording with you is that I really try to always remember to like put that into my voice. Because I have such a great time with you and I want everyone to hear that. Thank you. So Same. I hope that works for people. Yeah. Do you like me? <laughs> <laughs> this has been another Do You Like Me? Do You Like Me? I'm doing chicken wings with my arms right now. <laughs> yeah, you I feel are. weird. <laughs> Speaking of do you like me, I got so upset. We have a segment to introduce because I got so upset about people potentially not liking me. They don't like you. Listen, (laughs) the Doughboys Reddit came for you in a way that I was a bit taken aback. I I can't, I couldn't believe. There was someone on Reddit who said that they were uh, appalled by me on the when we did the Doughboys double talking about Thanksgiving like what a fucking joy to be on that pod and then how crazy for me to be like oh no someone was upset someone was upset about it because I was dismissive of Thanksgiving Canadian Thanksgiving Canadian Thanksgiving one I mean never read your reviews <laughs> for sure just let it be a joy because it was a joy yeah. but two the the thread on Reddit about Mary Jane undersold Canadian Thanksgiving <laughs> They made it sound like it was, it may as well be New Year's, and it's just not, we think, but you, you went the extra fucking mile. Well, I was like losing sleep over this. I was like going to bed late and lying there You woke up, you were like, Doughboys! Doughboys, someone hates me. Oh God, someone on Reddit said something weird. Someone said that I, they were appalled at how dismissive I was. I have to do something about this. This I need to correct this. And then I was like, oh, we got to call a Canadian. So we called the Canadian, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's our, uh, our our little segment here that we're going to drop in with my friend Allison in Montreal. With no pretext of talking to her. Yep. So everything is in the moment. Uh-huh. There was no setup to this. It is just a Canadian who is putting to bed or highlighting how wrong you were about <laughs> Canadian Thanksgiving. Yes, we did not feed her any of these answers. 
Okay. And so without further ado, here is Call a Canadian. Hi. Hi. <laughs> this is uh, our segment of Weed and Grub that we're calling uh, Call a Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so honored. I'm so honored. I mean, we we need your 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 very Canadian perspective on Thanksgiving. Um, our person on the street, our yeah. ear to the street of what's real up north. Yeah, oh. exactly. Okay. So I guess I would love to start by hearing, uh, like, what was your Thanksgiving like growing up? Uh, um, I don't know. We just have a dinner. And we'd get together and have dinner. Maybe someone would come over. Right. Maybe someone would come over. Like yeah. There was no like massive sort of like booking of plane tickets and oh. worried that someone was not going to be able to come up from out of town. No, no, any no, of that no. kind of stuff. No, 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 no. Right. No, it was like Easter, you know. It was like very, uh, you know, or like, I mean, maybe a step up from St. Patrick's Day, you know, but, <laughs> but you know, or, or, or Valentine's Day. But definitely in the, in the, the lower priority uh, realm for sure right and what i think some uh americans don't realize is that canadian thanksgiving is actually at a totally different time of year it's at the beginning of october right it's more like a harvest festival yeah it's it's about plenitude and celebrating yeah all the all the good food that you have in october the harvest so it doesn't really kick off the holiday season like here in the united states thanksgiving you know, the following day is like the Black Friday madness, and then that just rolls right into December, and then you're just celebrating until the New Year. Whereas Thanksgiving in Canada doesn't really herald the beginning of a season like it does here. Yeah, well, you've infected us. So now we're starting to do things like, you know, they're they're starting to get away with playing Christmas music once Halloween is over kind of thing. So we're starting mm. to get it a little bit uh, into October, but... No, no. I mean, uh, Thanksgiving was over weeks ago, and no, it has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> so there were some people who were, um, they used the word appalled that I had dismissed Canadian Thanksgiving, <laughs> or like people were like, I was so upset that, you know, Mary Jane spoke about Thanksgiving the way she did. And I just really wanted like to hand it off to someone else to really talk well, about it. Well, why? Like, Are they Canadians, these people? I, I believe so. I believe there were people who were weighing in from places like PEI was one of them. And really? someone else who was maybe from Ontario. And they were saying their experience of Thanksgiving was that it was like this really big celebration for them. Ah, and I was like, that just wasn't my experience. I'm, so I wanted to talk to someone else. Maybe like, it, I don't know, maybe Canadian. maybe Anna Green Gables like had a real Thanksgiving thing going on. <laughs> and now I'm going to get a lot of hate from PEI. No, I'm 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 only I'm I'm only kidding. I I have no idea what they're talking about. Uh, Thanksgiving was really low key here. It always has been. We don't even do like the Black Friday thing. We do, but just we do it on the same day you do it because it's a good day for international like deals on stuff, you know. But uh, no, it's it was it was basically a dinner. It would be I don't know a nice baked ham or maybe a turkey or maybe even uh, like a lamb. Uh, kind of, yeah, just like Easter, you know, uh, except that you don't get chocolate. Right. And, and, and like not an all day thing either. This is no. like an evening event, maybe with family if they're around. Yeah. Right? Usually for us, it was just a lunch actually. And it right. was just like, a, yeah, you wake up and a then quick lunch. Yeah. Well, no, it was a sit down lunch, you know, like, you know, I mean, we're not pulling out the white tablecloth, but you know, the, the brown tablecloth. <laughs> <laughs> Hide those gravy stains. Yeah. You know, and like. 
the folks might buy some like ginger ale, you know, for for the for the the special for the kids, you know, to have some soda. You know. So I have to ask, where did you grow up and experience this? And then where do you live now? I had to say soda for your benefit because it's it's a um, soft drink. But um, I grew up in <laughs> I grew up in Montreal and I still live in Montreal. Okay, so we're not talking about a log cabin in the woods that Thomas <laughs> Kincaid painted when it comes to Canadian you've had your city experience of what it means oh yeah i'm completely for a long time i'm con- a completely urban child i i grew up it like near the downtown city core and uh yeah you know a uh, very uh very normal quebec childhood <laughs> and i feel like you've like you've always had kind of a a, a good assortment of friends from across the country in in your friend group do mm-hmm. you feel like there are any any canadians that you can think of who would be like, oh my God, Thanksgiving, huge deal. Can't wait to fly home and spend four to five days with family. Oh no, my God. No one would fly right. somewhere for Thanksgiving. Ne- Thank no. you. <laughs> Is that, Thank wait, was you. those the key words you were waiting to hear? No, no one would ever fly anywhere for Thanksgiving. Uh, I mean, uh, and I can say this, and I'm literally wearing hockey socks right now. So. You can take my word for it. <laughs> this has been Call a Canadian. Yeah, it has. What experts. I think, yeah, that, that pretty much wraps that segment up. Thank you yeah. so much for weighing in on your... Uh... Oh, please. Can please I... use me oh, anytime. Wait. Mike has, Mike has uh, more. Will do. I just want to say I'm appalled <laughs> that they're appalled now that I have data to back up what you said. Uh, but now it's going to just start a whole PEI Montreal feud. And, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get ugly. There's going to be like, you know, potatoes and then poutine and it's just being thrown across provinces. It's going to... I love this. Yeah. <laughs> a mashed potato and poutine fight in the streets of Montreal because, <laughs> because someone said that Thanksgiving wasn't a big deal. It sounds pretty great to me. <laughs> so, Allison, if things get stirred up again and Mary Jane ends up on TMZ... Mm-hmm. Can you be our Canadian correspondent oh, for Call a Canadian to put some things absolutely. either to rest or yes. enlighten us? Please. I, 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 I would just love to be a regular Call a Canuck person. Call for a Canuck. <laughs> our, our Canadian contextualizer. Yes. And, you know, sp- awesome. speaking of which, just let's take a moment to, to bow our heads for the great um, Alex Trebek. Who uh, who we lost just recently? Yes. Great Canadian, you know, a wonderful Canadian yeah. for and sure. And that's the first thing a Canadian will tell you is who is Canadian. Yeah, <laughs> that's always a sign when they're like, we will own uh, certain Canadians, but then not others. Like I'm always quick to claim Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara. Mm-hmm. Not so much with uh, Bieber. <laughs> oh yeah, right. I always forget <laughs> Bieber, of course. Yeah, we do forget conveniently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whereas I'm always like Keanu. Yeah, he's one of ours. You know. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and that's then like, right. well, he's a, he's a child of the globe. Yeah, he is, but he grew <laughs> up in Toronto. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for joining us for Call a Canadian. We will be sure to call you back next time we need something debunked or confirmed from the north side of the border. Okay. Well, next time I hope you guys have some like nice moose sound effect to play at the beginning at the end of each segment. <laughs> so just like, <laughs> call a Canadian. <laughs> we'll get right on it. <laughs> Well, well, well. Well, well, well. Turns out Thanksgiving isn't such a big deal in Canada after all. 
Are I'm, you hearing me, <laughs> Doughboys fans on the Reddit thread? I'm going to post this. I'm going to tag you. I'm going to make sure that you know that there's another Canadian who also thinks that Thanksgiving is not a big deal in Canada and that you would eat some ham if it was around. <laughs> How <laughs> do you, you feel right now? Vindicated. <laughs> also, petty as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Petty ass fuck. I think that uh, that's about as petty as I can get. Yeah, but no more restless nights. I mean, Jesus, you know, what is your podcast for if not to correct the wrongs done on some other podcast? From strangers (laughs) on Reddit. What the fuck else are we here for? (laughs) I'm going to come back and be like, well, I also, listen, on my podcast, I'm going to talk about how I was double right. Yeah. Here's someone else to say the same thing. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. Anyway, thank you, uh, Nick and Mitch, for having us. We love you. Yes, and also thank you, Allison. And thank you, Allison, for being our Call of Canadian. Oh, man. Well done. Thank you. Fucking... Also, I want to come up with more segments to uh, have the, our correspondent from uh, north of the border weigh in on. Oh, okay. Well, then should we uh, do a little call out for yeah. anybody who wants some... A, a true Canadian information about anything at all? Right, from the true north, strong and free, not just a Canadian living in L.A., but an actual real Canadian mm-hmm. living in Quebec. <laughs> what do you want to know? Get at us. I'd love to. I have some questions. So, yeah. you know, if nothing... Do you if, put your shoes on one at a time, or...? That's crazy. Do you know anyone who puts... Who goes sock shoe, sock shoe? Have we talked about that? <gasps> no. Is there someone who does that? Yeah. Who? My friend has a new son, like new, but like knows how to get dressed now. I don't know what age that is, but they're still new. But they did, they do, they do sock shoe, sock shoe when they get dressed. Oh, and they're a kid. And I'm like, you need to put a fucking pin in that right now. That is, that kid is gonna, mm, yeah, I don't know what it's gonna be, but that ain't okay. That's not gonna work out at all. You want both socks on for when the, you know, bear coming after you is, or whatever it is. If you just have one sock, well, I don't know. Maybe it's genius. Maybe we should listen to What's the child. What's genius about that? I don't know. Maybe we should listen you know, really, to the wisdom of the children. I'll never listen to a child. Um, <laughs> it, the, my, like, the difference is, it's wow, it's almost like the idea of multitasking versus doing one thing to completion and then doing another thing to completion. Mm-hmm. And maybe I am... No, I'm not wrong. I don't want this child to be right. But I do think there's something to learning sock shoe, sock shoe, where uh-huh. it's like, I'm going to do this thing and then I'm going to finish it on my list and then I'm going to do another thing on my list instead of people like me who are like I'm going to do a little bit of everything and then hopefully it all gets done sometime well yeah but I would argue that putting both of your socks on is finishing that thing on your list not that's putting, finishing my sock you're right not putting like one sock and one shoe on and then you're done on that side <laughs> thank you this kid's wrong this fucking kid's wrong Man. I'm starting a new reddit thread okay and it's called sock shoe versus sock sock yeah and I want to hear who is a psychopath? I, you know what I loved uh, growing up? My dad, when he was, he would always sit down. He had a whole routine. It was very Mr. Rogers, actually, because he didn't wear shoes inside the house. Um, and so he would always change out of his shoes into his slippers when he came home. And then he would change out of his slippers into, you know, there was a whole routine. And when he would pick up his shoe, he would shake it. And I remember, like, never really asking why until finally one day when I was, like, kind of you know, really like 10 or 11. I was like, dad, why do you shake out your shoes? And he said to make sure there are no scorpions inside. Whoa. And I, we were in Newfoundland and I was like, what? And he was like, I just learned it when I was little. Cause he'd grown up in India. Oh, he was in India until he was eight or nine. And yeah. so you had to shake out your shoe for a scorpion. Yep. Holy cow. Isn't that neat? So the title of this one is fancy Claire's and scorpion shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. 
And wild burrito eaters. And wild burrito eaters. Yeah. Oh, man. You want to talk about like some drama. I think that that is, uh, yeah. This, so um, we called our friend, my best friend from elementary school, Joel Hadley, because he listened to the last episode. We were talking about burrito techniques and procedures, especially when eating. And he FaceTimed me and was like, I just bought two burritos from Chipotle and will report back on my techniques and procedures because you've got me really thinking about how I want to get the maximum burrito impact per burrito right that that's a long-winded way of saying we called joel we called joel (laughs) we smoked a lot of weed and called joel and yeah like really got into it broke down got some wild burrito tales from culver city yeah he's he's the steve Irwin of burritos i would say yeah he is he's our wild field correspondent i love that the steve Irwin of burritos well it's because he doesn't like get, in the like, middle taken of the... out. <laughs> oh, that's true. Some like burrito lashing. Well, you're just so funny during this talking about uh, how you would eat a burrito if you were a, a uh, wild animal, mm-hmm. and you just it still tickles me thinking about it in my head. Just like it's so fun when you when something is in your head that no one else can hear, but it makes you laugh out loud. Uh-huh. That's a fucking nice reason <laughs> to be alive. So fuck it is, man. So yeah. I guess our um our second correspondent of the day yeah. is a wild burrito eater expert. Yep. Joel Hadley? Yeah. All right, here we go. I guess we're going to turn it over to Joel and uh oh wait, should we do buds of the week before we go? Shit, yes. We okay. should do buds we're of the do week. We do buds of the week cuz then we're going to leave you guys with Joel and our very stoned conversation about how to eat a burrito. But first up, we have our friend Alexis who's launched a at tab vintage on ig give it a follow this is like the most fucking it's like vintage porn basically yeah incredible ensembles that she's finding she's finding like three-piece chanel vintage outfits from the runway and then she's styling them and she's posting them and everything is for sale and her uh i mean it's an incredible follow whether or not you can actually you know invest in a in a runway ensemble right now but then you know if you want like a gorgeous statement piece this is the place to get it because it's all vintage it's all recycled it's incredible yeah 100%. And then we are also sharing the other butt of the week, Jeff Bravo, at Jeff, and then instead of a B for Bravo, it's a three. So it's Jeff three Bravo. And he DM both of us for different things, and both things are so thrilling and exciting. So he hit me up, and he was like, yo, heard enough that you were looking for new hip-hop. This dude is so underrated, but honestly, he's one of the best. And that dude's name is Jarv. And I haven't listened to the music yet, so I thought I would like drop a little bit of it right now. Awesome. And we can see what we think of Jarv. J-A-R-V? Yep. Cool. Ready? Okay. Ready. That's so good. Yes, sir, yes. Jeff. That's you know what I like. Really good old school vibes. Yeah. Really good. Oh, man. My head was swimming with all of these 90s, like even hieroglyphics, which had like Dell and Pep Love and all of these people. That is a great fucking example of the hip hop I love. Jeff, thank you so much. We'll be adding Jarve to the playlists. That is so dope. Jeff also got in touch with me and said that we need to watch um, a really great cartoon that will make you feel like a little kid again called Craig of the Creek. I got to check that out. Thank you for the recommendations, Jeff. That was like 
really nice to open up a DM and just hear from you about like things that make you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, before we get to Joel, if anybody is fucking with anything that they're excited by, like, let us know. My whole life revolves around just like wanting to see what's out there and celebrate it and try and enjoy as much as I can with a joint in my mouth. So hit us up. On that note, uh, Wanamaka sent us a uh, buffalo chicken stuffed squash. What? Yeah. We posted it on our IG stories. I don't know. Maybe you missed it. It was so fucking delicious looking. And I was like, that's crazy. Share all of your gorgeous food fucking photos. And also, I want to know if you're like a small business, like if you have an Etsy store or anything like that, I think like shopping season is coming up, gift ideas, like hit us up, tag at Weed and Grub so we can share you in our stories so people like know where to shop for like cool gifts that maybe you're making. Like our friend um, Andrea Guzetta is making really beautiful, I'd like to actually put her in the show notes. She's making, um, she makes stained glass and she's making pendants and really cool uh, small paintings. Awesome. So, you know, just like cool gift ideas. Yes, yes, yes. Hit us up. Word. We want to get to Joel? Yeah. All right. Here is <laughs> for the what? ninth this intro. This like all over the place. <laughs> and we're still not getting to it. What the fuck is wrong with us? We've had a day. Ooh. Okay. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Take it away. Joel. <laughs> what up, Joel? Hey, what's going on, Mike? What's going on, Mary Jane? It's so awesome to have you as our burrito correspondent for this episode. I'm really excited to share with you my findings. I I kind of doubled down on the on this thing. You guys had me thinking burritos, so thank you for the inspiration. Yeah, out in the field, out in the field, outstanding in your field as a burrito co- correspondent. You're coming to us with uh, a field burrito. A field burrito. You're a field burrito. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, 100%. It was scary to walk back and eat them by myself. It was a burrito, but I decided to manage. I managed. <laughs> And I even made some breakfast tacos this morning with the air fryer that you guys have had before, a mini version of our burritos that I decided to bite into to see what the difference might be on a smaller scale. Okay, so let's start with this because we should give a little bit of background so that people know your burrito expertise. Because when we did all safely go to this cabin a couple weeks ago, you made incredible air fryer breakfast burrito. So can you just tell everyone a little bit about yourself and your burrito background? Oh yeah, absolutely. Big fan of burritos in general, but breakfast more than anything, brunch more than anything, and breakfast burritos. So uh, we happen to have been at Big Bear, um, a little bit better than Medium Bear, twice as good as Small Bear. And (laughs) when we were there, we all kind of took turns cooking, and that was awesome. My mission was to make very big, delicious breakfast burritos that could then uh after being made with all the inside stuff made just roll it up and then throw it into the air fryer for a minute or two so it could crisp up around it and they could take a little crispy bites that ended up being a pretty good move i made miniature versions of them with smaller tortillas today you know with like a small round versus the big rounds and mm-hmm. you know tried to taste test some of this uh or so, kind of not taste test but rather uh test the consistency of how to eat it from one way versus the other, which I guess you guys should explain because I was listening, obviously, as one does to Weed and Grub, and uh, clearly the burrito thing caught my stomach and my imagination. Right. So I would I would say that I would I would definitely be all about your small round tiny burrito because I'm a, I'm a one and done stuff it in and swallow kind of gal. Mm. Lo- love that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike is Mike is a Put the tip in and dip it. Yeah, I'm you're a tip and dip. You're a tip and dip. And Ooh. you're a stuff it and swallow? I'm a stuff and swallow. 
Damn. Joel, where do you fall? Man, I kind of combine yours. I just tongue it down. And then <laughs> uh, from there, just kind of bite into it or nibble around the edges. Uh, no, I, <laughs> I, I'm similar. I like to, uh, instead of dip the tip, I like to smother the tip with like a little bit of salsa or something per, per bite. And if I can next level it, it'll have a, it'll be me with a chip and some either guac or some some salsa that I'll feed onto the each bite as I take that bite, and then follow that bite up with a little crunch with oh. the chip that I was holding as the vehicle. That's brilliant. That's about oh, so if I have like, them. That's like sex toys for burritos. You're like adding other implements into the experience. Eating is a sexy thing mm-hmm. on its oh, own. Yeah. I yeah. never think of chips as forks, and that is kind of blowing my mind right now. It's because they're yeah. spoons. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, I was on my night walk, and Joel FaceTimed me as he was coming back from Chipotle because he had listened to the episode, and he was going to try a bunch of different how-to-eat burrito procedures. And we we kind of got into the weeds a bit, and then we were like, we should wait for the pod. So I don't want to spoil the little bit that I do know, but I would love Joel to kind of like, you know, lay out the foundation from finding out that you had the plug at Chipotle all the way through your experience. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely got the hookup re-downloading the app and getting a buy one, get one burrito. So that changed the entire course of, you know, where this story was going to go. I was going to do a one, you know, and then try eating fright from the middle like a saddlebag and see how this thing works. (laughs) Uh, Getting a second one, you know. Very burrito. Yeah, exactly. How could you go wrong? And then I said, you know what? Give me a big thing of guac. They were closing. They hooked me up with some extra guac. Shout out to Chipotle over here in Culver oh, yeah. City. Closing time guac. Fucking the best. Yeah, no complaints. Uh, but then I got home and started going going to town. One of the burritos was so overwhelmingly stuffed with stuff, so I appreciated that, that it was slightly open. So that's the one I decided to go with the, uh, the upright citizen's burrito, where I ate it from the top down. And... <laughs> It was exactly what you think it was. It was fantastic. And that's where I used the chip and guac method. You know, a little bit of uh, guac on each bite. Delightful. A little crunch with the chip in there for some extra salt. Um, that Wait, was... But before we get to the second one, let's, let's, I want to like dissect that first one a little bit. Yeah, we got to talk about the layering technique because was it sufficiently sort of done so that every bite had a little bit of something or was it packed by someone who had sort of like put it in compartments and like each bite was a different thing because we've gotten into this before on this podcast and there are some real psychopaths out there who make their burritos with like it's like it's like this you know like when the rocket launch and the rings fall off and each part is a different thing it's like this was not a seven layer burrito thankfully okay good uh this was a proper burrito where you know everything was each bite brought the light and so The again the chip method top down. You had yeah. something to catch all the juice. I didn't have anything leaking through my hands. It was masterfully rolled on one side. The other side, the it was butthole was tight, very tight. Yes, they they had a butt plug, uh, mm-hmm. a burrito plug. Uh, it was <laughs> it was delicious. That last that last bite was a big last bite because you can't even bother with like trying to fold it up. It's just all the stuff falling out, and you just go crazy. Uh, yeah, the butt plug as the last bite is like a, it's a powerful image. Oh, man. <laughs> that is, the last time I ate that ass that good was another story for another session, but that was not. Uh-huh. All right, we'll have you yeah, back. That was, an, that was another burrito. You could be our field reporter for burritos and uh, 
eating ass. Yeah, um, great. Before we get into the second one, did you get different burrito? I did. You did. So what was inside the first one, and then what was inside the second one? Okay, great question. You know, I made made the decision um, on, really on the fly for sure when I was there. I was like, well, I'm probably going to get a steak or a chicken burrito for sure. And then I got there, and they were like, oh, you've we've got that one sirloin burrito for now or whatever the hell it was. And I was like, it, it wasn't sirloin. It was something better than that. Um, but I got that. I got whatever their special was. And then I got a chicken burrito. The only difference was I got sour cream in one and I didn't get sour cream in the other. And I switched up one of the salsas as well, but otherwise it was fajita veggies. There was black yes. beans. It was brown mm-hmm. rice. Yeah. Uh, it was, the corn spicy stuff. It was the the red regular salsa one on one of them, and then it was the green one and another one. It was a delight. It's a treat. Which to have did them you pair together. the uh, sour cream with? Where did the sour cream go? Yeah, the sour cream went with the chicken burrito. Which was green or red salsa? Which was green salsa. Yes. <laughs> it was a delight. Thank you. It was. It's, oh, that sounds so good. They all shook hands. They were like, "Oh, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you." And then they're like. <laughs> Got out there and played well together. It was a good team effort. And it's so good to hear you got the veggies, man. Like, if you don't get those skillet veggies in your meat What's burrito, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, I, I get some people don't want rice or beans. I want rice and beans. Um, but I want those yeah. black beans. That's a, for me, it's a difference Yeah, maker. those refried beans are pretty. Uh, Stick can, to the ribs. Stick to much. Yeah, and they repeat, you know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> They're, I mean, they're I know refried I'm alone in all of these situations, but yeah, those things come back at you <laughs> at two in the morning. Dutch oven, know what I'm saying? I have a dog and a cat who let me know. They're like, "Oh no, don't do that to us. <laughs> we are not appreciative." <laughs> you really got to plan a burrito, huh? Oh man, I have a whole thing. I take a day off. <laughs> it's a it's a holiday where I'm from. Fuck Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's burrito day. <laughs> Oh, I got to call in tomorrow. You know, I'm having burritos today. <laughs> it's burrito day. It's my birthday, burrito day, and uh, I don't know, Halloween. Those are the days I take off. The second burrito, as we move into it, I tried the sideways bite. I tried this fucking, I don't know, you have to be a villain to eat them this way. I don't understand why this is a thing. It's not a corn on the cob. It's not like well, fun. like to- a great white shark? Like, how would you hold the burrito if you if it was wrapped up, it was sealed on both sides, where are you taking that first middle, like you're going to bite it from not either end. How are you going to start? Because this is where I was like, well, I guess the line's drawn in the sand. I'm just going to go for it. Uh, I had no, no preconceived technique mm. down. Like how would you guys bite into that? Because I know how I did. <laughs> yeah. Like on a freestyle bite, yeah. I think that I would, un- if it was still wrapped in, in its aluminum, I would unwrap the middle. And I would like eat my way through the middle so that then I had two halves still in the aluminum foil. Oh, like a worm through an apple? Yeah. <laughs> yeah <I> would... <laughs> That's so smart. That's such a good idea. You risk getting a little foil bite if you have, ca- you know, if you have fillings, it sparks off that metal on metal. No bueno. But yeah. That's a smart idea. Mind. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was just thinking I would be like, you know, when you see those like great whites hit a seal from underneath, <laughs> like... <laughs> I would just like, or like sometimes my dog Archie has a a toy panda that he attacks like he's pretending to play that game. Like that's how I would hit it. Like hard and fast and from the middle and then just fucking 
you know, shake it all around. I would make sure that I was wearing a rain poncho. Again, this is not a social event. <laughs> You're exactly right. I was not winning any any uh, roses or hearts that, that night. I'll tell you, it was hilarious, though. I did exactly what you mentioned really there, Mary Jane. I covered my entire lap in multiple like paper towels and napkins just expecting it to fall and uh and of course a a plate uh and then i, I just kind of <laughs> held it with both hands i tried to take that first bite top like middle top down incisors first just went deep and then i realized i had to hold it like a little rockabye baby the whole time the rest <laughs> of the time i was sitting there and eating it uh ass up like that it was really funny and uncomfortable to eat it that way would not recommend again uh-uh we'll it's try like again you were like a cannibal eating a human baby like it just the images of you like going incisors in and then like rocking it as you finished it off is like wow yeah it was equally delicious don't get me wrong i enjoyed it it was far messier and made far less sense if i had been if you'd been doing play-by-play of me eating this burrito you'd have been like and he's lost control of the wheel and gone off the road (laughs) you know and then you wouldn't know what to do there you'd be like it's a free-for-all you know, I love the idea that it could if it was like a, a race car, you know, experience and like there's like some team that could like put you into a pit and like, you know, like reprep your burritos so that you could like take it back out on the racetrack again. Like we've like, you know, taken them in. We're like, vroom, vroom, vroom. OK, there you go. Go. Pit stop. <laughs> burrito pit stop. Yeah. yeah. The difference between the techniques is I could drive and eat a burrito and even use my knees if needed be to eat it top down like a normal person does. But if I had to try and eat it the two-handed method, I would have to only be driving a straightaway. I couldn't turn the car very well with my knees or anything, and I would be risking, you know, yeah, epic crash and failure. Uh, mm-hmm. So, have you guys tried this technique yet? Have you? This isn't the first time it's been discussed on the pod. If I'm yeah, not mistaken, I've tried eating the middle. I think what I'm realizing in t- in this whole conversation is how much I hate the liquid in the burrito like i know it's necessary but it just reminds me too much of like the water that comes out of a ketchup before the actual ketchup Mm. and so you know Mm. i don't really even love the last couple bites around the butthole because that's where all the liquid pools up Mm -hmm. and now i think that's the only benefit of eating the middle first would be all the liquid gets out of there so i don't have to deal with it because it's on my lap so would you about it hold it over your face like how would you how would you gatorate it (laughs) (laughs) you'd create a a nalgene with the middle open part you would prefer like a dry crumbly burrito to like because you know there's a wet like you get your burritos wet i'll never get a wet burrito really yeah i don't like that oh i love a wet burrito okay Mm -hmm. interesting but are you eating a wet burrito with a fork who me yeah no. Because isn't it slathered in shit if it's wet? Yeah. <laughs> you let your hands get that messy? Uh-huh. <laughs> Whoa. I mean, Listen, I'm, I'm all about it. I you, love it. Yeah, that sounds delightful. Don't get me wrong. You just got to yeah, not do anything those, else. I have one of those plastic tablecloths that I put out. Like Dexter? Yep. <laughs> nice. Going to work. Hot sauce, bib tuck, all good. <laughs> bib tuck, is that the nip tuck spinoff where you cut yeah, into burritos? Exactly. And- <laughs> <laughs> bib slash tuck. <laughs> Well, uh, I guess my final question is, did you really eat two overstuffed huge Chipotle burritos in one sitting with two different techniques? Not in one sitting. I had to give it a a couple hours spaced out so I could space out. And then I definitely consumed the second one before the end of the evening. So I ate one for dinner and then I ate one for second dinner. 
<laughs> I just pictured how, you know, when like an anaconda will like drag oh. a capybara out and then like go and digest and you can see the snake and like the shape of the capybara. It's like you lying on your bed and we can just see the burrito. Like, What do you think my calves you? are? My calves are just yeah. burritos. They just wriggle down there. I swallow it and then it just goes and fits down my hollow legs. One burrito each? <laughs> it is really funny to picture in the wild like somebody putting a burrito really high up in a tree uh-huh. so that nobody else can get to it. <laughs> or burying your burritos. <laughs> yes, you save it for later. <laughs> Put it under a log. <laughs> I'm like doing the crocodile roll with my burrito. <laughs> like stuffing it under an underwater log. Don't fucking come near my burrito. <laughs> Oh, the wild burrito eaters. Yeah. <laughs> I can see like gator catchers or whatever, gator hunters using those as bait, just like putting it on a fishing pole and flinging out a burrito. Slowly, oh, yeah. Slowly see if they can catch anything. Yeah. Oh, fuck. That's so funny. Oh, geez. Okay. Hey, man. Thank you so much for coming on and uh, talking with us and talk to you again. Definitely. Thanks for the love and the vibes. Happy energy. Thanks, Joel. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.